Courtney at Courtney TRL. And I'm Perry at the Golden League. I think, I think <laughs> light skin for me to be called young. I have been in my bag. Oh. Like a local person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some random guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Halfway Bougie. Yeah. I don't need this virtual situation. This like AI stuff, it freaks me out. It really freaks me out. Cause like every week I'm seeing a new robot dog or like, it just feels like we're the Jetsons. I absolutely hate it. I, I, I want some type of goggles where it makes me like actually feel like I'm in the Caribbean like I want to feel the sand in my toes I want to feel the sun on my face this is they're gonna come up with it because what type of rays <laughs> you emitting from some damn goggles for you to feel the sun oh you're right about that see I don't know how they're gonna do it but they're gonna do it it'll be invisible something full of cancer and full of other stuff Mm-mm, child, it could keep- and it's gonna be expensive whatever happened to those google glasses that were um like i know they came you to probably cause cancer but did they just not pop off the way google thought they would <laughs> anyways hey guys <laughs> it's it been, been mm, months <laughs> tragic we're treating y'all like the like the ugly stepsister <laughs> awful so like the big ugly elephant in the room um mm-hmm. not the audio but if it is i'm gonna explain why i have moved countries so i no longer yes. live in canada i'm no longer downtown i mean i kind of am <laughs> she oh is God. but she ain't <laughs> But I have accepted a position back home in Bermuda as of December. Uh Yeah, it's been a minute. And we are well into May now. So um, it's been a while. I've been been home a minute. Yeah, like a a full six months now when you think about it. I felt that in my chest. (laughs) Hey. I'm glad that I'm here during a pandemic than in that city during yeah. a um, It's, yeah, it's been interesting. And I feel like, like God always knows what he's doing. But mm-hmm. had you been um, still in the downtown core, I actually think it would have been a little bit easier for you because I don't down, like people. downtown, right. So downtown, <laughs> I feel like you have access to so much good food on Uber Eats and delivery services, curbside pickup, whereas uptown, you kind of just got to stick to your major grocery stores where the lineups are around the block. Mm. Um, you know, I think I even, I tried to get um, Grocery Gateway. They weren't, they didn't have any delivery dates. I was even like, okay, fine. I'll try ordering my groceries from Walmart. No delivery dates from them. I right. tried I tried Mama's Earth Organics. They weren't taking new customers. So it's just been a very surreal experience um, because I've had to, you know, brace myself like everyone else with the gloves and the mask, um, just trying to get essentials, like my regular groceries. It's a whole experience leaving the house. It's traumatic. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I found Bermuda's system interesting, the way you explained Mm -hmm. it to me. 
Yeah, so I think a lot of other parts of the Caribbean did a lockdown as well. As well. So we went into lockdown on April 4th. Um, today is the last day. Today is Freedom Day, meaning, um, so wait, let me outline what it was. So it was by law, they put in place a new law, illegal to be outside of your house um, on days that were not designated to your surname. So they broke up the days for you to go to the grocery stores, the only places that were open, the grocery stores within your parish. So <laughs> there's that. Grocery stores, um, gas stations, and pharmacies, because of course people need medication and things of that nature. So those were the only three places open. And we had our army on the roads checking your ID, and you know making sure you were in the right place and going to the right places on the days that you could be out of your house so it started out i forget the first batch of surname gatherings but then they switched it up um and a through f i mean i'm f so i didn't i don't know about the other days but a through f were was mondays and thursdays so they did that to eliminate the amount of people at the grocery stores because if not you would just be in line forever Wow. See, I think with um, smaller islands, they had such a good system developed that I think um, uh, like other countries could have taken advantage of um, Mm -hmm. because there were similar things happening in Jamaica where my grandmother is. And um, my family was actually like at one point they wanted to bring her here. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, thanks. Going through a major international airport it just seems so silly to me and the the conditions are definitely worse um, here, especially because she's a lot older and then it's like, then people got to go line up for her. She's -hmm. not going to be able to go outside, get sunlight where, you know, back home she's, she's walking every morning at 5 AM and hearing the birds chirp. And it's just not the same here. Um, So, you know, this pandemic has me contemplating life because I'm like, "Mm, how long am I really going to (laughs) be <laughs> oh, wow. Am I really gonna be here? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this has really shifted. Hopefully, has shifted the way companies look at flex time and working from home because yes. it is completely doable. And truthfully, yes, we need human interaction, but we don't need that much. I don't need to see you every day if I can complete my job from home. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? come in for major meetings, come in for me with my particular role, go in to, you know, do what I need to do on property. But if I go work in my pajamas for most of the day or take my meetings via Zoom, like, why not? You know, because mm-hmm. with our particular team, we have an overseas sales team anyway. Mm-hmm. So we are, I won't even say bi-coastal because there's people all over the States with us. And um, we call them in on the conference line or we Zoom them in and like it works. So I think if we can implement that moving forward, not just for my company, but all over, I think we may see um, higher levels of productivity because people like to do things on their terms. And if you have the flexibility to, get up and ride your friggin' Peloton. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like you might be a little bit more productive. So versus racing to get out of the house, 
sit in traffic to get to work by 8.30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I guess um, that's a good way to segue into into what we've been up to because Mm -hmm. I actually started um, a completely new job on March 23rd. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, you said March 23rd, and I we have to just just insert this here. On March 21st, I turned 30. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, my knees hurt, my back hurts. Like No, we, we have to revisit. We have to revisit. We'll circle back, but yeah. <laughs> Come on, new job. Sorry y'all. I was um <laughs> rudely interrupted, but um <laughs> Perry, you're you're gonna have to do some engineering here. <laughs> oh, I'll top it up. No worries. Um, but yeah, no, I was saying so on March 23rd, I um got the offer for um a new a new job, and it was really really interesting. I didn't really like start start until um April, but sorry, there's a lot going on in my house, guys. <laughs> I can't hear any of it, so that's fine. Okay, perfect, which means these headphones are doing what they're supposed to do. But um, I was saying, so on March 23rd, um, I got an offer for a new job. And it was really crazy because I was like, you know, I'm somewhere where I'm comfortable. I have a bit of flexibility. You know, there are the perks, the stock options, this, the that. And I was like, wait a minute, this is the opportunity that I've um, been waiting for because I had gotten comfortable at my old job, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. And sometimes we get comfortable with security. You know, there were talks about, you know, um, having to be home for an extended period of time. And I was like, ooh, is this the right time to take the jump? But I'm someone who <laughs> is okay with taking a bit of a risk. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, took, I took the leap of faith and just accepted the offer <laughs> and um, definitely just started a new job in the midst of everything that's going on. And one of the things that I love um, about uh, still working in tech is that um, this job is 100% remote. So one of the things they asked me in the interview was like, how do you feel about remote work? And I was like, what? <laughs> sign, <laughs> sign me up. And they even have this thing where it's like, you can work um, from wherever. So sometimes my manager works um, from Hawaii. And I think as long as you're within um, five hours of Eastern time, mm-hmm. um, you're good. So it's just That's opened good. up um, lots of opportunities and just different ways of thinking about life and just thinking about the way I envision my life um, going forward. So that's, that's been really exciting, but that's what I've been up to. Um, cooking more, you know, the usuals. Exactly. I feel like quarantine life is not much different from my actual life. So I'd love to hear from um, listeners or anybody else who really maybe did a 180 um, because of COVID-19. Some people are actually really going through it right now. Yes, especially creatives. Well, I'm a creative, but I can't Mm -hmm. relate to the desire for human contact because, okay, like (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awful, but it's really true. Um, 
I am very much an ambivert. So I love company when I want it, but like I can really be okay in the house too. Mm-hmm. So like I used to say I'm an introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert. No, introverted extrovert, meaning mm-hmm. I'm not shy. I don't feel anxious around people, but like I really like being home. But then once learning more a little bit about, about ambiverts, I'm like, that's actually me. Because I really mm. am a little bit of both. Um, what are they about? <laughs> they're not about me. We, I am them. <laughs> they are me. <laughs> and so I explained this to my mom because she's like, I'm so happy you're back home. And well, back home meaning Bermuda, because ciao, I'm on my own back home. Yeah. But we'll get to that too. <laughs> <laughs> Living home after 30 is an experience. Um, sure is, <laughs> girl. Um, but yeah, so she's like, I'm really grateful you're back home because you know if you were in the city, I would have been work. She's like, I would have been sick worrying about you over there. And I was like, I get that from a parental standpoint, but you know, I don't really like people. And like, I was in the house when I didn't have to be mm-hmm. before there was a global pandemic. Before there were known germs. Of girl, you lived in the heart. <laughs> I lived the in the heart. heart of the city and I was always in I'm downtown house. Toronto, okay? <laughs> I just left when I needed to and then went back home. Like, truthfully, my life wouldn't have changed too much if I was still in the city. Um, because at that time, I was still freelancing. So most of my work, I was working from home every day anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just, not much has changed for me, I, if anything, I feel like I've gone back to how my life was prior, um, nine to five again. Okay. So yeah, life's great. Honestly, like this, this Mm -hmm. situation has given me, it really is. It's given me just a lot of time to reflect. And like, I won't get too deep on that because I feel like everyone's saying that. So I won't belabor that, but I was ready for a vacation um, right before this happened. So my sister was actually supposed to get married on April 2nd. So uh, my last day in the office was March 20th. And we were supposed to fly out on March 27th. So like Mm -hmm. I was a week away from vacation and I was ready for weren't you supposed to be in Miami? Yeah. Oh, oh we my were. gosh, I love we Miami. Button up early. I'm like, look at these fools. Now I'll be mm-hmm. ready that day. Just out there being dumb. So anyway, yeah, there was a lot happening in Florida. There was a lot happening in Florida. I'm like, Mikhail, not now look <laughs> at us. Now we can't go. So anyway, the bachelorette festivities were supposed to be mm. wedding in Orlando. So prior to this, I was ready to unplug and not answer emails. I was so excited to put on my out of office because I'm like, glory, bless you, Lord. Because honestly, I had just started to adjust to this new life. It took me a minute. I was mildly depressed. It was it was just different waking up that early to be in meetings and not just like regular meetings, like executive. It just was a lot. So I finally was getting into the swing of things by this time. And I was like, girl, I need a break. So now we're forced to stay home. And I'm like, it's an answer prayer because 
I needed this anyway. So for the first two weeks of our lockdown, I was fine. Everyone was panicking and I was like, what is the fuss? I'm reading more. I'm on my patio with 10 ounces of wine. Like, you know, I'm having my time with my Jesus. Like it just, (laughs) it was exactly what I needed. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I hope that people have really taken this time to rest, rejuvenate and not just be um, anxious because you know that once this is over and, and the end is in sight, um, you know, the capitalists are going to want to make their money again. So everything is going to open up. People are going to be at the malls. They're going to be running themselves ragged again. Um, Complaining again. Yeah. Depending on what job they're in, you know, but um, I'm, I'm still looking forward to, to life after COVID. So that's where, that's where I'm at. It's Mm going to be so different. And I mean, a new normal will definitely take place. Anyone wishing for things to be how they were. Um, you know, you could just go ahead and pack those dreams away because <laughs> it just once we get don't back, say that. No, I mean, like, how can life be the same? Number one, so many people have lost loved ones. So moving forward in their individual lives, people who would have been here without this virus are no longer yes. here. So mm, that that's one. Yeah, that's one huge. Um change it's kind of mm-hmm. like after 9 11 but like on a global scale this is a big deal um absolutely so been, yeah i've been saying once things get back to routine mm-hmm. instead of once things get back to normal because normal will be different moving forward travel will never be the same listen i saw um <laughs> like sicily offering like almost 70 percent off for people that are trying to take vacations there up like till the end of the year and i'm like hmm this would be a great time to see italy <laughs> but i'm also like what's the city gonna be like after that you know italy got <laughs> smacked and just the world made it, and this is not to sound insensitive, so please don't take it this way, but let me not even say it because it's just, Italy was dragged and Yo. it is unfortunate that they got hit so hard. But when we're talking about travel, yes, baby, they're on the last of my list until the whole place <laughs> has been dipped in hot water. Like I just, yeah, Italy, um, Paris, Spain, um, the UK, like it's, yeah, it's just, it's, they've all been hit really hard. Um, and you know, we can point fingers, blame the Chinese government for not telling people early enough and having their people travel all over the world, shopping here, shopping there. Meanwhile, you know, um, coronavirus is infecting millions and millions of people, but I do believe that we're going to get through this, you know. Most governments have known about this since November. And they didn't really think it was a threat. Yes. Um, So there's equal blame to be shared here amongst governing parties all over the world. So... Oh my gosh, the, con- the conspiracy theorists who don't think that there is a virus and they think that this is um, <clears throat> just like a tactic to to um 
institute like martial law and make sure that like there are like huge tanks keeping people inside like I've heard so many conspiracy theories throughout this I've seen so many people who have turned into experts there's a lot new live on my Instagram like every 30 seconds and I'm like and then I have to keep on like ignoring the notification because I'm like hold up I'm doing something on my phone (laughs) But you know what? You know the lives that I've really been enjoying? DJ D-Nice, the yeah. live parties. Oh, my gosh. The battle between Babyface and Teddy Riley when Girl, it finally happened. That the was mess amazing. of it all. <laughs> Honestly, so many things have gone down in history outside of this pandemic, you know, uh, alongside of it, that I pray we keep up. Yes. Um, our kids, well, maybe they'll be able to go to virtual parties later, but not during the pandemic. Like, you wish yeah. you could. Like, we lived through this and we made the most of it. But I would really like to, when I decide, because what I really hate is that my choice has been being taken away from me. Mm-hmm. When I decide to be in the mood to go to a party in real life, I want that option. Because dancing yes. in my living room in my pajamas is great. Mm-hmm. But... Oh it gosh. doesn't replace a real part. Like, can you imagine having these battles in person? Oh, you know, you. like, we should, I mean, this should happen. This should be a clash. I, I mean, can't wait to get on the dance floor again. Like, yeah, the, just... the dance floor community has been doing bashments and for years. And yes. I'm sure probably the rest of the world has caught up because Soka mm-hmm. versus Reggae has been an ongoing party in Bermuda for like all of my life. So we're about that clash life, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, we've been about that life. We've been about the clash life. But um, I'm happy that the rest of the world has kind of adopted this because it's been great. Yes. So, um, speaking of entertainment, mm-hmm. we have to get to the things. And number one on the list is insecure. Oh, yes. I'm so glad that it is back. And it is, I feel like this season, the characters are really, really expanding. Um, And some of the things. Do you think the season is slow right now? No, I'm like, I'm so I'm, I'm, I've watched a couple episodes twice just because I missed certain nuances and missed certain things. But I feel like now, <laughs> now the, the characters are expanding, the relationships are expanding. Um, you're seeing Issa and Molly go through it. And we've talked a lot about friendship um, on the show. And on Halfway Bougie, I should say. But just seeing the slight shade, the slight hateration. Mm -hmm. um, Some people, everyone's been um, sort of trashing Molly. But then when I watched it back, I'm like, was Molly being trash or was she just being honest? Some people can't handle honesty in their friendships. And some friends don't sugarcoat things and smile in your face and be like, Oh, so you're friends with um, your ex's new girl. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. everybody would say that. So I don't understand why they dragged her like that. You know? I think it was a mixture um, from Molly because Molly is unhappy with her life right now. We can see that. So I think mm-hmm. it's a blend of projection. Um, 
I think it's a blend of projection as well as honesty, because I agree with you. I do believe that she was being honest and that's the vein I operate in because if you care about someone, you're going to be honest with them and you see them driving off a cliff. You know, why would you be friends with Condola? It is a little bit strange. Granted, they did meet and they didn't know and they kind of had this very small foundation of a friendship before things popped off or let me not say popped off before they found out about Lawrence as their commonality they did have a foundation so i understand that but it wasn't strong enough to be like let's keep this going after i don't know how do you how do you feel about that scenario in particular not molly and isa but um, Issa and Condola, how do you feel about that? You know, that's such a tough thing because I feel like I've been in scenarios like that where, um, you know, you meet someone new who you vibe with, you connect with, you're like, yo, I can really see myself working with this girl. And then, you know, <clears throat> as you're working, you start to learn things about them. You guys start to have kikis and, um, you know, share your personal, <laughs> what's going on in your personal life. And Toronto is such a small city that, <laughs> you know, she could have been like, oh, you know, I'm talking to this guy, Lawrence. He sent me flowers, blah, blah, blah. And Issa's, it's going to perk up in her mind like, oh, shit. Like my Lawrence, you know? And like at that point, it's like, do I, do I now step back from this friendship because he's an ex or step back from this working relationship because he's an ex? Like life has to go on, you know, and Condola's given her a ton of contacts, resources, and really helped her get um, this event off the ground. But I can see where it could, it, could, it could raise issues, you know? Yeah, I mean, I understand being an adult about things. And, mm -hmm. of course, if someone has become a great resource or at least a connector to great resources, um, as well as a great support, you don't dash them away. Like, I completely yeah. agree with that. Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> could you do it? No, because a working relationship and a friendship are two very different things. So I found myself in a, uh, I won't say a predicament because it wasn't a predicament, in mm -hmm. a situation where, excuse me, I was booked for a project, to style a project, and it was of someone who I had a distant connection to through someone that I used to sleep with. Mm -hmm. And when I found out, I was like, okay, that's interesting. But I also <laughs> needed the work. I needed, you know what I mean? Like my portfolio needed a refresher. It was just timing. And I was like, I'm not going to not take this particular project because of this yeah. elephant in the room. Because I am an adult and I'm in control of my emotions. I'm in control of what affects me. And I get to tell myself whether we're taking this on emotionally or not. So I understand working relationships, but when I got on set, I wasn't 
trying to be friends. I know because why would I do that? I was polite. I was professional. Mm-hmm. When we had to communicate over things, it wasn't awkward. At least it wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, she probably didn't even know. Right. But you know what I mean? So I understand working relationships. Like one situation doesn't stop your life. Or as my mm-hmm. mom says, one monkey doesn't stop the show. Like mm-hmm. a little bit of foolishness does not slow up your progression. But friendship, Joe, after they had one of their meetings, she went and got dicked down by Lauren. It's Lawrence. It's just like. Right. No. Right. This is what right. I'm talking She went straight to his <laughs> house and like. It's like she's mildly turned on by like this weird, it's weird. I just, mm-mm. and then of course, I always say chemistry doesn't die. I have some family members who disagree with me, but they're wrong because mm-hmm. chemistry does not die. You may move on from a person. You may not love them anymore. You never even, you may not even want to be their friend. Yeah. But the spark that got you two together in the first place will Oof. always be there. Child, you saw and those inside saw jokes. <laughs> we saw that when they had their moment in the freaking coffee shop. Oh my, that was a moment though. But you will <laughs> always have those moments from, with people from your past as long as you're the same person and they're the same person. Yeah. The blend of your personalities is what got you two together in the first place. Like years could go by and when you when you see them again, like you're gonna laugh at the same things. Like and it's and sometimes life will be going by and you'll see something and you're like, Oh my gosh, like he yeah. would find this so funny or oh my gosh, this purple Lawrence is like, he might be walking in the mall and be like, Oh my gosh, Issa would rock the hell out of this purple dress or something, you know? It's true. And we and, and we saw that in that scene. Mm-hmm. And I wish that people would be more honest with themselves about it, you know, because Issa, and this is where Molly is correct in their friendship in understanding her friend. Mm-hmm. After they had that little kiki, awkward kiki in the coffee shop, as Issa's walking out, she looks back at it. Yeah. And kind of is like, pensive maybe about it and that expression in and of itself lets us know and should have let her know she's not all the way okay with it so by molly pressing her about that she's being a good friend about absolutely that in particular. absolutely and i think people were just like oh molly is not um molly's not in a position to tell isa that um, she loves mess because she was sleeping with Dro, who was in an open marriage, you know, which can be very, very messy. And obviously it was because Molly's feelings got got involved. But feelings think, always get involved. I wish people had these big ages <laughs> would understand if you keep spreading your legs eventually. Like what the hell? Yeah. Like, and that's and I think that's what friendship is. It's that and so, and that's why, you know, it's so funny. That's why you don't tell certain friends certain things. And a lot of people do this. They'll withhold information from their friends that are a little bit more cut and dry, a little bit more honest. And you'll cling to the friend that sugarcoats things or that yeah. will be a little bit more passive in their response and be like, well, you know what, girl, you got to do what works for you. And they will pacify everything that that your inner self has been trying to tell you, even though you know in your gut something is messy. 
you know it's true it's It's the desire to feed your flesh to feed your Mm -hmm. lust to feed your desires in that moment and we've all done that so there's no shade or judgment to people who of course not might be listening who are in that um position now however big heavy bold italics however you know that if you get that feeling in your gut vibes don't lie yeah don't lie. like if you're feeling that something's off it probably is so yo if, <laughs> if you have that honest friend that you don't want to tell chances are you should probably tell them because if they yeah. really have proven to be a real one over time and not just in friendships and relationships within your within your relationships with your parents because i know there's a lot of things i'm like i ain't telling my mom this mm-hmm. and then it's like why you don't want to tell her because mm-hmm. you know she's about to drag you for the stupid thing that you're about to do <laughs> and you don't yeah. want to hear that right now so you're gonna go make a mess and yep. then tell her afterwards and it's like no pay attention to the people who care about you and their response to things because it may not come out right it may not feel good it may not even fit right at that time but it might be exactly what you need to save you from some mess mm-hmm yeah. And I mean, we even saw that um, this whole like withholding information from certain friends with mm. Molly, like when they were doing the hike yep. and and she was talking about, is his name Andrew? I think it is. Yeah, Andrew. But yeah, like she was just saying like, oh, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't open up and we had this fight and whatever, whatever. And you know, when you're fighting with Bay, and then you tell your friends and then mm-hmm. um, Issa was kind of like, it seems like you always want to find an issue with something, you know what I mean? And then of course the guy calls, makes up and she doesn't want to share that now. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you know what? It's so crazy how... Issa has been the underdog for so long that people are falling in love with her progress that they are incapable of seeing that what she said to Molly is exactly what Molly said to her. Exactly. Like they're doing the exact thing (laughs) to each other. However, people, I need need another word because however keeps coming up today. (laughs) But (laughs) um, Issa is doing the same thing back to Molly in a different way. Yeah. In a different way, but it's the exact same thing. And it's just, it's holding your friends accountable. You have to hold your friends accountable if you care about them. I mean, and if you don't care about them, you ain't friends. Yeah. And that's, and that's all, that's all it is really. So I'm loving this progression. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I would love to see Issa in a stable relationship, but she needs time to heal from there, from the, the whole Lawrence thing. I mean, security guard bay. I don't know what was going on with that. PSA bay <laughs> is a whole lot of bay. Oh, yes, PSA bay. PSA bay brings Hennessy. TSA <laughs> bay brings very awkward sex positions. And you know what? Do your thing. Whatever you do in your sheets is none of my business. If you like it, I love it. But having my neck compromised between the floor and the bed spring, maybe not. You know, a box spring. I don't. I don't really know if I've ever tried that position. I don't. I don't know if I ever will. Right. Right. But, um, <laughs> do you think, sis? You know, TSA Bay is. Um, yeah. He, very funny. 
Very, very funny. No, it's just like, and this, sorry, Saints, but like everyone has their thing. And remember, he was like, grab my butt, grab my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, are you cringing? I wasn't cringing. I just was laughing because men, I mean, everyone's vulnerable during sex, right? <laughs> everyone has their thing that gets them there. But like, I just, I don't know if I would want to be grabbing your big old booty cheeks trying to get you. I just. <laughs> Not big old. <laughs> I mean, he is a big dude. Shout out to big dudes. The extra loving, like, cool. And no, no shots at the size, but like, that made me giggle. Because her face was like, oh, oh, okay. And like, she just went in there. Yeah. Oh, insecure uh, is so much fun. And. Uh, oh. She's, but back to your point, she is not ready for that level mm. of stability. And that's written all over her face whenever the Lawrence and um, Condola situation. Yeah. She's not I, comfortable. Yeah. And I feel like she's at a stage where she's got to focus on um, her creativity everything that she's trying to build professionally, because I feel like that could take her to the next level. One um, really quick point that, um, and I don't even know if we can unpack this quickly before we move on, but the scene, the scene where she, where she's like talking to her brother and she's like, yo, I feel like Condola is benefiting from all the work that I put in on Lawrence. And I was like, Ooh, a lot of women felt that. Like sometimes you get a (laughs) like sometimes you get a man who's like elevated and you feel like you've met this like wonderful guy who's funny. He dresses well. He takes care of his skin. Like he's Mm -hmm. he's smart. He's intelligent. He's a go getter. He's like on the the come up in his career. Mm -hmm. Another woman had to put up with like the busted down Lawrence. Like before you got to him, Uh, probably had to teach him how to wash his face and floss his damn teeth too. Oh my gosh, men are yeah, just not into that pers- stuff. Sometimes <laughs> you need his personal hygiene is not it. And it's like, well, if I'm going to lay up under you, this is what you need to do. Right. Like, get it and together. Woman, it's like, oh my God, you have great skin. You're welcome, sis. That smells me. so good. <laughs> that cologne, that's me too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I. I felt all of that right up underneath my rib cage while she was mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like men and women, <laughs> I've been there too. And it's not like you want to play God in a situation where it's like, I made you and da 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 influence in a person's life that you care about, that you are committed to in that time will surface because mm-hmm. wherever you put in work, authentic, good work, eventually it will show. Right. Yeah. So I, Agree. Issa took care of Lawrence and now Lawrence has this great position. He's trying to go up for a promotion, you know, like Issa didn't have that man. Issa had the man who was on the couch, you know, who forgot her birthday, who was sloppy, like ass, like (laughs) him. She had him girl. Right. And meanwhile, and see, there's, and then this is how, you know, like when a guy is ready to settle down, he will do what he needs to do for you. Because I found it um, such an admirable thing that he's like ready to get this promotion because he sees Condola, this beautiful woman who's got it together. He knows he can't step to her 
any regular kind of weight. And so he wants to elevate himself Mm -hmm. to come up to meet her where she is, right? He's not asking her to downgrade anything or or come down to meet him at his level right. and i and i and i am enjoying this lawrence and a lot of men although <laughs> some of them are a little scared to watch insecure they could learn from his evolution um but, yeah. it, it just sucks that isa didn't get that version but you know what <clears throat> i have i have evolved to the mindset as crappy as it is uh mm-hmm. for you in that or the woman in that you have to be grateful for the opportunity to sow a seed in someone else's life. And I know not a lot of people yes. aren't involved in their thinking and no shots if you aren't, cause I wasn't, but a lot of people aren't evolved in their thinking to benefit, to not benefit from something that you've sown into. And mm-hmm. it's cool because everyone has to sow into someone. I find that a lot of times women are better off after a failed relationship that failed relationship was a seed in your life maybe you needed to lose weight and the the breakup pushed you into the gym okay well then that was a seed sis maybe you were insecure about things and you dated a man and although he was trash he boosted your confidence right that was a seed so it's just like yes we are sounding boards yes we are places of comfort Yes, we feel like home to people. Yes, we are, read this article. Yes, we are all of those things to men and more. If you don't get to benefit from the fruits of your labor, that's cool, sis. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Take that as a moment of reflection for yourself. Like, I am capable of doing this for someone. And in time it will be reciprocal. Now, the takeaway is to make sure you don't keep offloading your goodies to people who are not worthy because you know that in the beginning a lot of times, but you stay for companionship. A lot of us, if we look back, you knew you shouldn't have been there before you started pouring out all your wisdom. Mm -hmm. But you stayed for whatever the reason. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe he elevated your personal appearance. You know, some people won't say that, but they're with a man because it looks good. He looks good. We look good together. That's why you're there. Yeah. Enough of a reason to be there. Or maybe you're there because you're lonely. Mm -hmm. That's not a good enough reason to be there. So before you start elevating a man, is this a man you should be elevating? Right. Because you should totally, and it should be reciprocal, but the relationship that you feel is going to lead to marriage or um, full-time companionship for those who, who are not into um, the concept of marriage. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel like this is going to be something that's long lasting, a forever thing, then right. you have no choice but to pour into each other, but you've got to know, you got to know that. Right. But, but also I think Lawrence, maybe Lawrence just needed time because Condola brought up an interesting fact. Like, Yo, if Isa hadn't cheated, mm-hmm. you would have you you might have still been with her. Yeah, it's true. You it's know, true. he needed the time, but again, it's mm-hmm. seen known and like shoulda, coulda, wouldas are very real. True. Um, hindsight was twenty twenty, and you don't know what you would have done had you stayed, right? But you didn't, and I think that was his point. He's like, "But I'm not there, and she did cheat." Yeah, and yeah. we don't know what version of Lawrence would have emerged had she not cheated. Like we have no idea. He may have still been on that couch. 
Yeah. You know, that breakup is probably what <laughs> needed to get his life together. So Yeah, he did a whole lot after that, but we won't yeah. go there. I guess men need to get things no, they the do not. Okay. Out of their nether regions. <laughs> no, they don't. They use that as an excuse to be he a had damn a whole hoe. phase. Like so they whole use that excuse phase. to be a damn hoe. And <laughs> it's cool, sir. Got your life. But don't bring no gems around here. Okay. Okay. So let's just get you chats. Okay. Right. And he did. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. He, um, remember all them phone calls he had to make? Like, I think I gave you... <sighs> Lord, if I ever it's a rough got that, <laughs> I don't even want to get myself to that level of anger today. Um, yeah, Moving right along. <laughs> Jesus' point to bring it all back to the original point. Um, I think a lot of women have felt that, and a lot of women have not healed from that because mm-hmm. it really is a slap to your ego, a slap to your heart, a slap to your dedication, and. Yeah. I know what it's like, but you have to find the positive in it. Oh, you absolutely have to. And you can't, you also can't go into the next thing or the new thing with a chip on your shoulder and feeling like, "Mm, I'm not going to send him too many things. Mm, I'm not going to tell him this because you know what happened the last time. And so we've got to learn from the hurt and move on also. And you stay true to yourself. And that that's kind of the point I was making Sorry, my mom just texted me. Today's my granny's birthday. She would have been 96. Oh, my God. Yeah. Little, uh, that little slap of emotion there. Like, shouldn't have opened that. But anyway, um, <laughs> when I was making. Yeah, you, you have to, as women and as men, moving into the next relationship or connection you have, keep the reminder. You have to keep the reminder that you are capable of being that great to another person. You don't yes. sabotage the next thing by withholding the greatness you can offer because you're hurt. And someone deserves that. Someone deserves exactly. the best you that is like mm-hmm. nurturing and giving, you know? Mm-hmm. If anything, you're open and honest about what you've gone through um, with prayers that that person won't use that against you later because I've had that too. Um, girl, mm-hmm. these nasty people. Will everyone leave me alone? My God. Um <laughs> work for my mom it's just anyway um don't withhold that because i find that Mm -hmm. people will move into the next situation and they are so jaded that they won't share okay this is what i did before and it hurt me so if you see me behaving in x y and z manner it's a fruit of that however i'm trying to still give the best of me to you and this Mm -hmm. is how i do that so many people don't have those conversations up front and then radical honesty. Yeah. You start battling people's wounds mm-hmm. instead of getting to the person. And I, I think Oof. that sucks when you're battling, when both of you are just battling the wounds that neither of the other person caused, but they're present. And then you don't get to enjoy the beauty that caused that wound in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, the beauty of giving yourself of sharing backfired and now you have a wound so you meet another person who has their wounds and now you're fighting the wound and not enjoying the person and i think that that yeah. is terrible so shout out to lawrence for being a better version of himself 
Yes, um, I love this, Lawrence. <laughs> Con- um, I keep on keep wanting to call her Condoleezza. And Yo, I was gonna say, did you see the tweet where everybody was like, "Where on earth did Issa get that name, Condola, from?" <laughs> and her explanation of it is just fast. The explanation was like, I was like, "What?" It makes uh, no Issa this. This is why you are the awkward black girl. Like, it's girl, true. come on. Probably a whole bottle of wine and made that, made that up on the spot. Condola? <laughs> <laughs> no, but shout out to, I said shout out to Lawrence for being um, this developed man. Shout out to Condola for being honest about where she is. She's like, yes. I just got a divorce. We're having fun. I like you. I enjoy this. But no. Let's just see. Girl, I just was in whatever the hell that was mm-hmm. recently. And honestly, I showed up in it, not even knowing why I was there, but with that same mentality of, I don't know, let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm not committing to any, let's just see if it yeah. turns into something awesome. But if not, I mean, you're still seeing people. I'm still seeing people. And then there was always this presence of tension. And it drove me crazy because I'm like, we're really great if we get past this weirdness. You got to get past it. And I felt like it was because maybe the both of us weren't talking as much. I know for me, I will talk your head off. So I was trying to talk. Mm Mm-hmm and work things out while still protecting myself in the process because that's just wisdom but trying to show up trying yeah. to have communication and i i connect with condola on that level because that's exactly what she's doing like they're sleeping she's together. trying to take her time man was Why? like oh so you invited me for thanksgiving and i was like, oh. like i didn't actually invite you you know and Sometimes you aren't invited to things. You you end up there and it's a great time. But yeah, I think people's perception of what things are and then what they really are are really skewed sometimes. Yo. And they're skewed based off of the person's inclination of what they want it to be. But they won't hmm. say what they want it to be. And you know who do that the most? Men. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men do it the most because especially a man who's been hurt or rejected or abandoned or whatever. He's very protected and naturally so cool. Mm -hmm. He goes into things expecting all women to be the same Mm. because he's picked the same type of woman several times. So he's encountered the same issue several times. So then when he meets a woman who isn't that, he treats her as if she is. And it's like, no, nigga. I enjoy your company, but I also enjoy his too. And we're just feeling this out. And then we'll just see. So then you have to deal with the flack of being labeled or cornered into this space that you're not even operating from. It's like, well, I didn't invite you to Thanksgiving, but I'm happy you're here. Yo, I find like it made me think about um, because I've had friends in situations where they've just started talking to someone and let's say it's been maybe um, two, three months and they're like, okay, like we've been dating consistently. We've been talking consistently. I feel like we like each other, but 
Valentine's Day is coming up and he didn't ask me to do anything. Or um, this family holiday is coming up and he didn't invite me over to his parents. Like, what does that mean? What is this, that, that? I think women do that so much. And maybe it's like the guy's just not ready. But But when he is, he will invite you. And if he doesn't take that for take that for what it is, like I want mm-hmm. 2020 and beyond to just be where we just take things for face value. Stop second guessing yourself because sometimes it's not about you. Just like Most let it flow. <laughs> oh my god! So I go back to episode what is it eight or ten where I talked about blocking people because I swear about it. <laughs> Wait, if where you're is new, this going? if you're new, then go back to my theory on blocking people. It has nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with you. Mm-hmm. I blocked someone recently for myself. I needed a minute to gather my thoughts. I didn't want to be contacted by them. Not that they were ringing or blowing off my phone. I just needed it for myself. Yeah. To gather my thoughts. I didn't want my own personal temptation to pop off. Before I get, I learned a lot about me, right? So I'm saying this into the in the response of to the God, get your words, sis. I'm getting heated. In response to you saying a lot of times it's not about you. People yes. have to go into these coexisting spaces, understanding that everyone has their own stuff yeah. that they are either aware of or not aware of. But a lot of times you're not dealing with the person, you're dealing with their stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they do something that you don't really like, voice that, but don't hold it so close to your heart. Yeah. Because it's probably not necessarily directed at you. And yo, that is where Molly gets it wrong a lot of the time. Wow. Because yo, just because Andrew didn't want to open up when you pressed him about his sister, you're not there yet. Like, Molly, he doesn't have to open up to you. It's an issue now if, let's say, he's proposed to you and you're like, whoa, I don't know anything about you and you don't open up to me. Yeah. And that's where you, you, y'all may, may need to do some therapy. But I feel like people expecting um, others they're in new relationships with to, like, um, open up so much and, like, share their deepest, darkest secrets and and talk and talk and talk and talk. Like, you don't own the other person and you have to allow them to get to a place where they're comfortable enough with you to to share parts of themselves in the way they want to do it. And I find, and I've met men like this too, but I just... I don't understand why you would go into a relationship not allowing the other person to be who they are and to bring their full self and to have to be aware of that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and it's very, it's very sad because yo, I think Andrew is dope and he probably is really feeling Molly, but she just seems like someone who is like literally complaining about everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of women that look like us, you know, because I don't want everybody coming for me. But I notice a lot of women are like that because a lot of my friends will find fault with everything. And sometimes people have found fault with me, too. Mm -hmm. And it's like you got to give people relationships are about bringing out the best in someone, Mm -hmm. um, but allowing them to to bring their full self to the relationship. That's the Mm -hmm. only way people are going to be happy with you. It's about common ground because 
if someone is a little bit more reserved in the information they share up front and they meet someone and vibe with someone who is the opposite of them, there has to be a mutual understanding. So if you don't share a lot, but you've met someone who does, you have to accept that that's how they are. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I am very much, I'm, I'm a, I'm here if you need me type of person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to force anything with anyone, but if you've come to me with something real and we are on that type of level, or you're in a space in your life where I'm aware that it's difficult for you, I'm just going to extend myself. Mm -hmm. I'm here to talk if you need me. Yeah. Because that's what I'm signing up for, knowing this about you. But you have to know about me too, because if not, then it becomes a one-way street of the person who's showing up and ready to share overly accommodating the person who is not and that's not reciprocal that's not fair either so then you're being overly catered to and now that person is wondering why i'm not getting the same response back so like i like to put it down in terms of communication style so some people are texters and some people are callers right And if you meet a person, you have great chemistry in person, but then when it comes down to your communication style, you don't like to call Mm -hmm. or you don't like to text. Somewhere in there, one of you has to text more and one of you has to call more to meet. So it's level playing field. You get what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I feel like that's that small example kind of plays into people's personalities and like how they give and share information. You have to meet each other. If you're holding back too much, that's not okay either. Simply say, I'm not ready to talk about this yet. Yeah, as, as Andrew did, you know? Exactly. I think he handled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly, Molly is like a lot of people. I won't just say women because men freaking do this too. Where <laughs> They find fault with everything? <laughs> not finding fault with anything. They don't take things for what they are. Hmm. women get labeled as the pushy ones, but I've experienced that men do that too. And they're not honest with themselves that they're actually doing that. Hmm. Maybe she really does like you. You know, you're not being rejected. She's just taking her time. Yeah. She doesn't know just that you don't know. So girl, (laughs) one day I'm going to write a book. You really should. I'm going to write a book. I would read it. You know what? We'll we'll create a book. Halfway bougie principles for for life and relationship. Principles for surviving. How about that? <laughs> because it's not even about life and dating and niggas and women. Nah, it's about literally surviving the day. Not even the month. Not even your life, child. The day. The day. What happen in a day? I can't wait to see that book in uh, chapters, Indigo. <laughs> Girl, New York Times bestseller. Um, okay, so I want to shift gears a little to the left mm-hmm. and talk about that article I sent you. Did you read it? I didn't get to fully read it, but we can um, we can unpack it a bit. Okay. Do you want to so, unpack that, or do you want to? <laughs> I'm upset that you didn't read it. <laughs> You know what's been crazy? I've been on I've been on so many damn Zooms. I didn't even realize there was like um, one that I didn't even um, remember that I had scheduled for last night. And then another. <laughs> right, you yeah. We'll get there. Don't worry. Twenty twenty one. Get there in twenty twenty and look. At- <laughs> 
<laughs> and and now that I have the now that I have the money to hire one. You still um, don't have one, sis. This is the year to relinquish some control because what you're doing is being a control freak. And look what's happening. You're losing control. I am. And it's you terrible. Um, My mom and I have this conversation often. She's like, I'll be your assistant. I'm like, you should, mom. <laughs> my mom is so funny. My mom has been Zoom bombing so many of my calls. It's so Girl, funny. She's in her house. She's just there like, la-di-da and I'm like I can't wait um for my house to be ready but (laughs) you know with these construction delays we'll see what happens um so the article that you read yes it's called why are so many women leaving the church and Mm -hmm. I found it to be so interesting Mm -hmm. um because it speaks to the notion that single women are not of use in certain spaces particularly churches because they are unmarried Mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes they're seen as a threat because they are single so it could either be a threat to the sprinkling of eligible men or a threat to people's marriages and I personally don't agree with that because if your marriage is strong no woman should be able to threaten that Yes. But again, a but, lot and, of but also you think about flesh is natural and flesh is also weak. Flesh is weak, but flesh will always be weak. And you tell your flesh what to do. It's about discipline. Facts. Because if that's the case, you're, we're always threatened. We're always weak in some mm-hmm. area. Like, so? Yeah. Do you stay away from... Humanity? <laughs> right. Or do you exclude beautiful people from existing with you because they could be a threat to well um, and 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 what's funny is in certain circles you know where there are a lot of married couples it would be seen as a cardinal sin for one of the husbands or a few of the husbands to be to be being nice to this let's say woman who's new at the church so she almost gets alienated yeah. by men and women kind of going back to what you were saying mm-hmm. you know and and that and that can be tricky especially also if you're not in a congregation where there are a lot of people who look like you or are are or are in in your age group too mm-hmm. it's true and i i well wait let me let me expand a little bit more on the mm-hmm the article so it um it talks about the alienation and it also talks about how women do not have options so this Hmm. particular study was carried out in the states and the uk and some women reported that the ratio in some some churches is four to one women being four and okay when you're looking for a suitable partner Mm-hmm. your options are few, if yeah. not none, like zero. <laughs> but there's that. And then another point they mentioned was sex and how single women who are probably well into their 40s are supposed to not discuss the urges or mm-hmm. natural bodily functions because sex is just you wait you don't do it and that's it right which is okay we get that as christians cool Mm -hmm. but how are you then as the church facilitating well not facilitating but speaking to that in women in their weight it's a really good article um let me let me get the uh the author 
So it is by Katie Gadini. That's G-A-D-D-I-N. And it is on uh, relevantmagazine.com. And I think it's a really great read for anyone because even if you aren't um, a believer or church, yeah. I think it speaks a lot to the single woman's plight in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the main part of it, uh, so speaking to the title, why so many single women are leaving the church is because a lot of women, because of their rejection, because of their um, lack in authority and because of their um struggle in finding a partner they're not only leaving church but they're also leaving the faith as well because of these experiences so it says a lot and um yeah i think this kind of blends very nicely with insecure speaking to single women and what they Mm -hmm. go through and And didn't um, lawrence and condola actually meet at church i think think that's how they met yeah yeah that was a good um a good segue for sure I um I had to remember because oh god what's the girl's name who plays Condola I forget she's on Twenties as well I love that show Twenty she went to church as well so I'm like wait a minute yes I had to remember yeah. which show <laughs> man she's she's going through some things on Twenties um her storyline is great on that show um okay, but wait let's go back yeah let's go oh yes 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 (laughs) because 20s is a whole nother can of worms we can Um, save that for another episode we definitely have to because it's very very complex uh anyway um i have a lot to say about 20s this article i think is a really great read and i feel like people should really tap into it um Mm -hmm. To kind of formulate their own opinions. Courtney can't say too much because Courtney didn't read it. You know, but I, I did read the part where um, uh, she shared the example of a woman who asked um, who asked a guy out and then he brought like other, he brought like other guys. And Three. then, it, exact. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I just don't get it. <laughs> like, how? What Did she make it clear that like... Oh, that like she had a particular intent when asking him out. But then again, she did ask him out for coffee, which to me seems like you're trying to have a one-on-one conversation with someone. I'm not sure why he would bring other friends, but she probably, mm -hmm. she probably didn't make it clear, but probably didn't feel like she had to either. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of times we do that um, just as people in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But it made the article made the clear point about, um, you know, there being particular roles and, um, you know, in some circles, like women aren't supposed to pursue men and not all churches are that progressive where it's like fair game, you know what I mean? But I think that also boils down to your personal principles because you've always um, held the stance that men are supposed to pursue, right? And men are supposed to do the chasing. I think that's something that you said on the show. Yeah, I feel like men are hunters by nature, right? And I think Mm -hmm. a man knows exactly what he wants when he wants it. Mm -hmm. And you spoke to this earlier about a man doing what he needs to do to get the woman that he wants. He absolutely will. Mm -hmm. So I firmly stand in that place. However, I don't think that that negates from women still doing some work. Um, no, I'm just talking about like the initial. Oh yeah, the yeah, initial yeah. outreach, the initial like ask, like, hey, 
do you want to go out sometime? Do you want to do this? I think, I think I, I think I definitely like put myself out there when I want to. A lot of my friends are like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Um, But when I had to, if, if I saw somebody that I thought was interesting, um, I, I, I don't think I was afraid to make the first move. I'm not afraid to make the first move either. I stand in that positioning when it comes to taking it to the next level. Like, I'm never going to propose mm. to a man. Like, what the hell? Absolutely. Oh, no, not that. Or, like, no. <laughs> or the, the, the idea for us to be more steady and exclusive and consistent. As much as I may want that, I believe that that's a positioning for a man to take just because of how I believe the man is the head and the foundation of what I particularly want for my life, which is marriage. So mm-hmm. if dating is the dress rehearsal, then how the do I, <laughs> you know, how do I get off taking the lead on that and then later wanting you to do that? I feel like we should just start off with you doing that. But when it comes down to asking someone out on a date, no, I've, 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 you know, dabbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how about this? I've strategically bit. positioned myself to be asked. Yes. So technically. Go back to that episode, folks. Yeah, technically <laughs> you asked, but I made sure you asked. So maybe that was really me and not you. So yeah. you pulled a full um, Monica on William. <laughs> you have to pull a Monica on William. So listen, I had this conversation with a friend in great detail the other day about how white women and black mm-hmm. women handle dating and strategically positioning themselves. So, hmm. and, okay, so black women, white women, and gold diggers. Because okay. that can be that could be any that could be any race right but i make those distinctions because all three of those groups handle how they pursue men very differently (laughs) and the people who don't get what they want most times are black women because we are just waiting to be scooped up yeah yeah in the wings like (laughs) the thing is is waiting to be scooped up and while you're waiting to be scooped up by the man that you want you're over here entertaining people who are fine, but ain't got nothing else. Right. Like you want the house on the hill. You want a particular type of bank account. You want all of that, but you're talking to Ray Ray, who is, <laughs> you know what I mean? The neighborhood cutie, but it's like, sis, why? If that's not what you want for your life, you get what I'm saying? And we've all done that. Where you entertain a man, he's attractive, he makes you laugh, but he doesn't necessarily have all of the things or speak about the things that you want for your life. Okay, why then are you giving so much of your energy into potentially fixing this man? That's what a lot Hmm. of us do. Mm -hmm. When that's not even where you really want to be. And in many cases, women get pregnant within our community by these men. And then it's not also later on that their kid is probably like six or seven or eight that you've gotten yourself together. And then you start strategically positioning yourself to be with the type of man that you feel you deserve. Mm. Why do we do that? Other communities do not do that. Listen, so certain, certain um, cultures, and I, re- and I remember um, 
at uh, my old job, <laughs> there's this there's this one Asian woman. Um, she's Chinese specifically, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, from birth, like our our sort of life plan is laid out, and sure. if you want a certain life and you want your kids to have a certain life, you." Um, strategically position yourself to date someone of a certain caliber like I think for her like it doesn't even matter what that person looks like because for them um never having to worry or think about money is a driver it's just a driver I think for them the love can come after the stability and for a lot of them stability equals happiness right? Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, I I remember the days where she would be like, yeah, like we're, we're working on our custom, our custom built home up in North wherever. I don't even remember. I think it's past Aurora, but she's like, yeah, they did this wrong. And, um, you know, now my husband wants to add another hundred grand to fix this. And I'm like, okay, girl, well, good for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think for her speaking to other people, she did seem a little like out of touch with, with reality. Like I, I will be honest, but I can't really say that because that is her reality. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been ingrained in her from birth in ways that maybe it's not ingrained for other cultures. It's right. True. Our culture does not have that. We speak very highly of love, which is great. I believe that you should have that. And I feel like it should be the foundation because love really does endure all things if you have genuine reciprocal that's what you're about to love. say love don't pay the bills <laughs> that too i was getting to that <laughs> a big fat however love don't love don't pay the bills baby it doesn't it doesn't and, <laughs> no it doesn't because if it did child a lot of people would owe me a lot of money Ooh. um <laughs> right But it's not something that's stressed in our community, you know? Mm -hmm. Legacy is a huge thing within the Asian community, specifically Chinese. Yo, legacy. We we don't talk about that in our community. And you get there by positioning yourself to be with a person who shares those values. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We're caught up on the wrong things. And I, I say white women, black women, and gold diggers because gold Gold diggers can, of course, be any ethnicity, but they have that mindset. They know exactly what type of life they want, and they go after who they want to get it. Of course, for selfish gain and not necessarily for legacy, which makes them their own category because the average woman who's positioning herself is not necessarily doing it to get a new Gucci bag or to get Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? But I believe you should position yourself. And I can see in my past how I didn't, you know, I dated people for silly reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even get into the silly reasons, <laughs> but silly reasons. <laughs> you know, I won't expose myself like that. But yeah. just the wrong reasons, basically, when I've had potential suitors in the past who I see now settled, mm-hmm. you know. Who, like, they settled in terms of like who they ended up with or settled with who they're with and also are settled with someone. And I'm like, wow, you actually were that type of man. Cause Mm -hmm. I kind of assumed that about you, but Mm -hmm. my positioning was off. So that's a lesson that a lesson that I'm now learning about. Yeah. 
it's kind of late in the game, but as long as I have breath in my lungs, <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> never too late. <laughs> we're going to keep tracking, but I really think that, um, yeah, people, people should really give thought to that because men give thought to that mm-hmm. all the time. The person that they actually settle with, even though it don't make no damn sense sometimes. <laughs> they thought about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it comes down to the, like, like who's going to support the image that they're looking to have in terms of their position in society. You know, um, you know, for some men, they want a woman that is poised, that is resourceful, that can take care of a household. They think about things like that. For some men, they don't care because they're the breadwinner and it doesn't really matter what their wife speaks like or looks like, you know. And I guess it just it just boils down to um, your own personal values. Sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Personal values and all of that. Um, and I believe that a lot of people aren't true to their personal values, which is why men specifically cheat after they pick these people. Mm-hmm. Um, because they fit into their public image and what they want their life to say to other people, but that's not who they really want. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again. And it's like, well, if you didn't want this plain white napkin, you know, (laughs) why are you with her? And not white as in a white person, but plain in terms of like, there's no color about this person. There's nothing that excites you about this person besides the fact that she fits your public image. That's not the real you. You know, you in these boardrooms or you in these spaces, you in this pulpit, wherever you are. Mm your public space that you occupy, if you pick a partner that only fits that part of your world, you are going to cheat on her. And we see that all the time. You don't really love and enjoy your partner in totality. You love how they make you look. And Mm. I think that that's garbage. And truthfully, like you failed at strategically positioning, you know? Well, dang. (laughs) Uh, on that note (laughs) on that note um i think a quick a quickie which kind of lends to that in how people pick their partners is how their partner looks Mm. some people are just in it for the looks which is stupid because looks are fade and can change yeah Mm -hmm. at the drop of a dime if it's not naturally someone can get into an accident and their face mm-hmm. can change. Um, I had a friend who had a, a random bout with Bell's palsy and her oh, wow. face. It's fine now, but for a little bit, her face drooped. Um, so anything can happen, you know? Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Men specifically, you know, you fall in love with a man who has beautiful wavy hair and then he gets around 25, 27, maybe 28, and that hair ain't there no more. He's bald. Mm-hmm. You know, looks change. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be prepared to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. And the way people pick people is always interesting to me in terms of what's considered beautiful and what isn't. Not, not based on what you personally want, but what you've been conditioned to think is what you should want. And I mm. 
there's such garbage. So I say that because this week um, I had people ask me in my DMs on Instagram. Instagram is a great place, but it's also a very irritating place. So I had people DM me and ask me if my hair was real. Now, in January, I cut a good four and a half inches off my hair. So my hair is shorter than it normally is just because it was damaged and it was a whole mm -hmm. lot. So I'm looking like this hair, <laughs> this short hair, like I don't even understand why you would even question that. Mm -hmm. And it lends to the idea that people believe that black women should not or do not have hair that grows. And because of the world's relationship with black women, it's very tiring relationship with black women. They're seen in this particular light that doesn't necessarily place them in positions to be picked. Have you found that? By our own and then other communities as well. Picked for like... A lot of things, but specifically relationships. Um... So I thinking about how people pick people. So I think that's mm -hmm. that so I haven't I haven't experienced that personally. Um, so I can't speak on that. Like I it's, I haven't experienced it personally either, but I have seen it by way of my guy friends and who they may see. Oh, okay. Who they actually settle with. And I'm just like mm -hmm. I, why all of your oh like like selecting yeah. somebody who's light bright versus um or someone um, like oh well yeah and i mean that stems back to <laughs> um slavery you know yeah like do you want like the and like i guess it's like the woman who's like light and you know, could be dressed up as the, the house slave or, you know, the, you want the one who's like dark and been working in the fields all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like we have evolved, um, but I don't know if that's, if that's because of like Michelle Obama or if just people are marrying dark skinned women. So I feel yeah. like this conversation is we're trailing, but um I don't know. I, I think, think the, we're the relationship right now for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there are I think what we need to see more of is um black families that are celebrated on on television. And I think um Kenya Barris, I don't know if you've watched um Black AF yet, but he recently came under a lot of flack because people were like, dang, so Kenya Barris just doesn't like to cast um, dark-skinned people. They even made a joke about like, yo, if you show up to one of Kenya Barris's castings, you have to um, pass the paper bag test. <laughs> and that's not funny, but it's, it's where we are as a society where um, I know that he was trying to cast people that look like his real family. Um, but he did a he did a poor job of um, showing the many different shades of black people. But to his point, and this is and this is where the conversation it really depends on the person. To his point, he said, "Yo, I'm light skin. My wife is biracial. I casted 
um, kids that look like my own kids, like how they came out of me and my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in in Blackish though, he um, Marseille Martin is mm-hmm. is dark skin. She plays uh, Tracy Ellis and um, Anthony Anderson's daughter. Um, but the older ones and even the younger ones look more um, look more mixed, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It it is it is true though. It is true though, because when you see certain shades of people that get casted or that get get picked, going back to your original question, mm-hmm. it does tend to be the lighter shades. It does tend to be mm-hmm. the Yaras, the Zendayas, mm-hmm. the whoever else that are mixed and present um, mm-hmm. not to be dark skin. Yeah, like we'll call a spade a spade. You know. Yeah, and I think. I think it's a conversation that people don't like to touch on, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had more often. And yes, it's, com- it's, it's, it's complex for sure. It is complex because I think the main argument against it is, well, I have a preference. And it's like, of course you have a preference. We all do. But we that preference do. is conditioned. Exactly. <laughs> Let's not be fooled. Exactly. So that's the, that's the main conversation. Why do you want this person? You know, mm-hmm. because it's quite apparent um, that you will sleep with anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now will, that is another conversation. Will, and this isn't just directed to men because women mm-hmm. are very selective on who they decide to have kids with too because of the type of care they want their kids to have. What type of facial uh, hair is such a is such a complex yeah, conversation. So that's why I go community. Back to, that's why I started this particular segue with hair because hair mm-hmm. is a driver. Hair is usually an indicator on who you could be or what you could be in someone else's mind. And I think that it's trash because one, no one picks their hair. No one picks their face. No one picks their skin. Mm -hmm. Well, let me not. People do pick their face after surgery, but by the (laughs) combo, right? Like no no one picks their face and no one picks their facial features. And the way we're so critical of people is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and I, I have to reiterate this the relationship the world has with black women is horrible the relationship they have with black men is awful yes they're being murdered daily but they don't have an issue getting women because other ethnicities along mm-hmm. with us want black men mm-hmm. we see that like that's why we have biracial kids a lot of times the dad is black and the mom is white not all the time but often Mm -hmm. more often than not that is the blend right Mm -hmm. either mom's white dad's black mom's asian not often but you know we have blasian kids right Mm -hmm. not usually that the mom is black and the dad is asian like that just doesn't happen all the time it does but the main common denominator is that the father is black so and i think there were there were actually like studies on this that um show that i i think it was that black black women and asian men are like the least desired in the dating pool so i find it um interesting when people always like people will never hesitate to question why a black man chose chose 
um, his person who is outside of his race, but they will question um, black women who choose mm-hmm. to date outside their race. Which black women are supposed to be committed to the culture and the culture or the community, I should say. Black women are supposed to be committed to the community mm-hmm. that don't want us. The community that is not invested back in us. Black men leave all the time. But the second a black woman leaves and she's dating whomever outside of her race, it's this big uproar. And it's like, well, what the hell am I staying here for? And at this point, I feel like it shouldn't even be a conversation. And I've mentioned this um, on the podcast before, but a lot of my black friends, beautiful dark skinned women um, have married outside their race and they are in like happily committed Mm -hmm. marriages where their husbands um, truly respect and love them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, dote on them and just treat them like the Queens that they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think our standards of beauty really have to be challenged. Um, Mm. This Eurocentric, obsession is old um and it's hurtful you know it really is hurtful when and i say this as a foreigner who moved to a big city that is a melting pot i and i said this on the podcast before i had never heard repeatedly what's your background until i moved to toronto because where i'm from it's not important Mm. You know, there are lots of blends within our genealogy in Bermuda. Lots. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about that, though. You're either brown skin or you're light skin, and that's it. I, or I'm, you're just Bermudian. Or you're, like, but the, the thing is, whatever shade you are, mm-hmm. you're just Bermudian. Mm-hmm. And the people who are mixed, we know that about them. But they're still technically Black mm-hmm. here. So it's not something that's highly talked about. Now, is colorism an issue? Yes. Are people who are lighter selected more often? Yes. But here, everyone gets loved off of. So, like, I actually had this conversation with a friend yesterday. And when Perry says here, she means Bermuda, Bermuda. (laughs) not Toronto. Let me keep making that distinction. The Toronto dating scene is a whole other beast (laughs) that we don't have time to comment on today. We've truthfully (laughs) talked about that scene enough. And in 2020, yeah. We're not going um, back there. No. I'm not in it, and we ain't going back there. <laughs> You're not in it. I'm not in it. Child, our hands are washed on that. But um, in Bermuda, my high school experience, and I made this clear to a friend the other day, was that I was a brown-skinned girl with a perm. I didn't have any, like, in the context of Bermuda, because outside of Bermuda, I am viewed as whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Based off of what I've heard there. In Bermuda, I was never asked, are you mixed of Asian? Are you this? Are you No, I was just a black skinned girl who had permed hair, who was dating and was a part of people who dated. (laughs) Like, that's it. (laughs) Now, when you move to a city that's focused on that, it's a culture shock. Because you're like, why is everyone so heavily fixated on what blend is within your... It just didn't make sense to me, but it opened up my eyes to a lot of things Hmm. outside of the small little hub that is Bermuda. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear that perspective because um, growing up in Toronto... (laughs) 
conversations about race and culture happen very, very early on. Um, whether you are Punjabi, whether you're Jamaican, whether you're Vietnamese or whatever, because it's such a melting pot and there are so many other races and cultures here, the conversation always happens. And if you, and if you were black, specifically dark skin and had long hair, they were asking, you know, what are you mixed with? I was typically asked that question um, as a young child. Um, As I got older, not so much, but um, because you have thick, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Always had thick, beautiful, long hair. And in society's mind, you can't be just black and have that. So that kind of mm-hmm. goes back to what I was saying about people sliding into my DMs the other day asking me this question. And I just, I get so annoyed every time it happens because it's just like, whether I have mixtures down the line or not, I am a black woman. There's more black present in my genealogy than anything else. So it's irrelevant. And You're black through and through. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we can kind of cap that there because that discussion can, of course, have many tangents to it. But yes, um, in terms of building a life, because this kind of takes us full circle back to insecure, mm-hmm. building a life with a person and strategically positioning um, the type of person you want is definitely something that should be implemented. But I think yeah. people should look at what drives them to make the decisions that they're making and be honest with themselves about the toxicity that could be conditioning those particular um, ideals, for sure. Absolutely. And on that note, we will talk to y'all soon.